Jeffrey Herlin, Zemex GP of Indonesia. I don't even know where to begin. Crazy weekend. The team told you to do nothing crazy, but that seemed pretty crazy. But I guess if you're feeling it and you feel like you can win, why not go for it? Exactly. Um, yeah, it was tough, especially mentally, to go here and be so unprepared and unexpected to... You don't know what's going to happen because you... I mean, I was still... Last time when I left was on Wednesday and Wednesday morning I was mountain bike and I still... Even after one hour of mountain bike, I was still sore on the shoulder and I felt like the muscles are weak. So I was like, that's going to be a really long weekend and I didn't know what to expect. So I was like, I was hoping for a top five. Actually, I was hoping just to be able to ride pain-free or at least be rideable. And then hopefully, you know, be somewhere top five to not lose too much points. But I come out with a GP win. It's uh, absolutely amazing. So uh, it was a sketchy second motor. I felt like I was in control all the weekend. The second motor was for the overall. I was like... All right, I'm feeling it. I got to go. But then after four or five laps, I started to get tired on the shoulder because just the muscles got so weak. So, yeah, then I, w- I was like riding a horse. It was hard to hold on. Obviously, you had that crash in the second moto, but one other sketchy moment I saw was on a tabletop before pit lane. It looked like your back end kind of stepped out, and yeah. that could have been a big one. Yeah, because I was on a scoop tire, and the, and the takeoff was like really hard and slick. So with a, with a MD32, you would have more grip than with a, with a scoop tire. So it started like like an unexpected scrub let's say and it got out of balance and I got like left right but I was a- able to keep it uh, keep it on two wheels so that was that was good it was one of the lucky moments but I I mean I just had one tip over but also Tony had a couple of crashes this weekend so also he was on the you know pretty much on the limit and uh, yeah we were going for it Was there any point maybe even then that you kind of thought right it's time to back it down I know your team were trying to get you to do that yeah. did you kind of feel like you had it the whole time and there was no need to back it down and try and accept second? Like mentally, I could do the speed and I could go even way, well, not way fast, but I could go faster than what I was showing. But like physically, it was so hard to hold on because I felt like I felt so tired and normally I never feel that way. But, you know, I had a surgery two and a half weeks ago, not even 17 days ago or something. So and then to be racing here in this heat and this humidity against such a top, at least a top riders, it's it's not easy. The first moto seemed like a proper strategic thing, like maybe not your pit board, but it looked like you were really watching the hand signals that Ruben was giving to you. Yeah. Were you kind of relying on that to kind of figure out how to gauge the race? Well, I was like, because after yesterday, I was so stiff in my legs because I just haven't rode and I just, I don't know, like a lot of those muscles just go really quick. And so the first one, I wanted to save myself for the second one. And um, yeah, I, I felt like like the Saul and those guys, I felt like I had them and if I give some extra push, I would pull away. I mean, I didn't have that feeling with Tony, of course, but with, with them, I was like, okay, if I do this speed, just come in second, just in front of those guys, and it'll be good. But definitely didn't expect to go out for the win on the second moto. Um, my, my goal was to just come in second and go 2-2 on the day. I would have been fine. But then, you know, Tony was like, I know exactly, but he was uh, like seven, eight seconds down from the beginning, and I could, I could keep it that way, and then it went a little bit smaller, the gap, but not that much, so... And then with two laps ago, obviously, I tipped over. But also, he, uh, yeah, he threw it away, like, a few, few turns after that. Your pit board in the second race was the most entertaining thing to watch by far. Yeah. There were some proper good messages on there. Yeah. What did you kind of think as you're watching it? I think on the second lap, there was just Y in all capitals. Yeah. Like, what was yeah. going through your head while you saw that? At that moment, I had, like, after three laps or something, I think it was third lap, and then I had, like, a six, seven-second lead, and I put on the pit board. Why? I was like, dude, I'm leading a GP. I broke my collarbone 17 days ago. I'm leading it by seven seconds. What do you want me to do? Stop and just let everybody get by? I was like, dude. And then, uh, you know, I would have 
like after five six laps i did understand because then i got tired and I, I, it was i was sketchy man uh it was a like a wild ride that moto but uh you know i got home safe from this one <laughs> and uh you know looking forward to the next one hopefully we can get some riding done in the, this week uh, we're trying to um fix my bike and hopefully on wednesday or thursday i can ride because i fly straight to straight to samarang now for the second race and then uh yeah just i need bike time also mentally you know because i'm used to ride so much uh, maybe that's why i get injured more often because like i'm i probably yeah ride the most out of everybody but you know if you work 40 hours a week you sometimes make mistakes same with riding if you ride 10 hours a week you make more mistakes than when you do probably six or seven hours on the bike so it's part of the game with three laps to go i saw on your board it said keep promises uh what was the promise you kind of made to the team nah. <laughs> I said, this morning, I was like stressing out about my laundry because I need to carry everything home. And he said, like, if you promise me not to go for the win, I'll do your laundry tonight. And then that, that's why I was going to keep your promise. He said, if you ever try, if you try to win, I'm not doing anything. I'm going to be re- really, really pissed at you, Ruben said. So, and then that's why he said, keep promise. But I was like, yeah, two laps to go, six, seven second lead. I was like, I ain't going to stop in the middle of the straight and hoping... You know, he's gonna pass by but then obviously you know I tipped over in the turn and yeah the big question now then what the hell are you gonna do with your laundry you need someone to do that I guess yeah but I'm feeling so slow I can't do anything I'm flight tomorrow morning so I'll probably hire someone out here to go and do my laundry because uh, nah he'll do it I mean obviously everybody at KTM you know we, we, we promised to we, well I promised to use my brain and, and don't do anything crazy but I felt like I was still especially until the second motor I was in control Second moto, maybe a little bit out of control, but you know we got home safe from this one, and that's the most important. And um, yeah, everybody said please use your brain, and you know it's understandable. You know I'm hired by KDM, they pay me a lot of money to hopefully win a championship for them, and then if I try to come back so quick like I did now, and then to yard sell it again, that's the most stupid thing I can do. And but I didn't do it, so uh, even came out with a win for them, so it's great. <laughs> In the end, this was all worth it, though, because like, you've got 12 points still now going into the next yep. one. So you've got even more of a cushion to play with. Like A 3-3 free, free next week will be good enough. Yep. Not that you'll need to do that, yep. but it gives you a bit of comfort mentally. Yeah, because I know like Tony wouldn't get better as what he was this weekend, I would say. But I, I will approve, because like, if you look at the first 10 GPs, 9 out of 10, I was in front of Tony. And you know, if it was a one event or two events, you can say it's a lucky shot. But if you 9 out of the 10 times beat a guy... Then it's not a lucky shot anymore. So he was 100% this weekend. I was far off 100%. And still, then being capable of battling the guy, it's pretty uh, pretty nice. And I feel like I was even on 60% this weekend. And normally I should get better and better. And you know, hopefully by Lockhead or latest Lommel, it would be my dream to come to go to Lommel with equal points or still be in the plus. But um, yeah, then again, hopefully, hopefully I'll be I'll be pay free and. 100% again, then it can be man-to-man against the last five, six races. Going back to your injury quickly, it seems like the plan was you were going to get to ride this week before you came here, but that didn't actually happen, did it? Everyone seems to think that you were riding a week before you uh, even got on a flight. No, no, I mean, you know, it was also a mental game like that. I, I let people think I was riding, but I, I haven't I haven't been riding because it was the third time I broke it, so also the collarbone is getting more week and week each time you break it. Obviously, this was a brand new break because the first two times I stepped on the same spot, this was a like on a fresh place, but it was a big plate on there and everything uh, should be okay now, but I wanted to get every single maximum day I could to let the healing do, do its job. Uh, let's finish on this, on this then. I did an interview with Dirk about this at uh, Lombardia. 
everyone likes to think, oh, Jeffrey got injured, standard, like that's always going to happen. Yeah. If you look at your time on a 450, there haven't been that many crashes. There was Ottobiano last year. Yeah. There was coming down the hill in Russia. That was a bit of a big one. Yeah. Other than that, I can't think of anything. Like this is, like you say, just something that's going to happen when you're pushing the pace that you are. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's just very unlucky because like the crash I had, like this year, I can't even remember I had a big one or anything. Even this one just went in the turn, front wheel washed, but just landed right on the shoulder. But it happened like 40 kilometers an hour, just went through the through the uh, through the rod, let's say, through the berm, but just like with all the force on the shoulder, and then poof, you know, a collarbone is just a small, you know, a small bone. So maybe if I would have landed just on my hand, everything would have been fine. Would stand up and would continue. The, the training session but now it was just very unfortunate and yeah I mean there's eight 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 rounds to go and three more mods and we're only 12 points in the lead so it's going to be uh, as well as MX2 as well as MX1 a crazy ending probably but but KDM is good because normally you know one of us and then MX2 one of those, those two guys will win the championship so uh, yeah we'll see